You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. And Brenthurst Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager again in 2023 and many times beforehand. With me from Brenthurst Wealth in Claremont in the Western Cape of the Republic of South Africa is Rene Egar. And you sent me an article that was published on Biz News. And it says here, beware of, ad- of financial advice on social media. Now, I have to say to you, Rene, that I'm not guilty in this regard. I'm not qualified to give uh, financial advice. And even if I were, I wouldn't do it on social media. But some people, in fact, lots of people do, don't they? Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me um, on your show today. It's a pleasure. Look, what I will say is that, you know, we are in in the new age, okay? And it's very easy to fall for, you know, slick productions, claims of wild returns, um, you know, anything that, that catches your eye on, on social media can almost instantly become advice. And, you know, what, what's happening now is social media is, is, is such a thing that um, they're using algorithms um, to, to feed you information and videos of, you know, topics that, that you talk about. Like if you talk about investments or a particular particular type of investment and your phone is listening, then all of a sudden on Instagram and Facebook, you start getting these these feeds. And I think today the main reason is I want to chat through, you know, like whatever you do, just resist the urge to get this kind of advice. Um, it's not verified. It's geared for large, large audiences. And basically your goals and objectives and their motivations, in my opinion, a world apart. So I just want to bring awareness so that people don't fall for things like this. Point number one that your article highlights is, it says here, a ready audience eagerly served. And you go on to say, a 2021 study from personal finance comparison site finder.com showed that 51% of UK investors turned to social media for investment advice. Just as alarming is that one in five investors relied solely on social media like Instagram, TikTok and Twitter to research new investments. I mean, I would have thought that it would be much easier to pick up the business section of a renowned newspaper like the Financial Times or The Economist or something like that. But no, the instantaneous nature of a cell phone means that that is not the case, Renee. Yeah, look, I think, you know, this kind of audience is basically... um let's call it manna from heaven, you know, for social influences and people like that. And basically, you know, I found it very hard to to understand how people would invest this way. I think it's it's far too, let's say, new age and up and coming and maybe more geared to your, maybe these studies were more geared to millennials or Gen Z or I don't even know all the different generations and what they're calling themselves. But, you know, basically in the UK, the Financial Conduct Authority, for example, found that more than 10,000 of these kind of promotions and things were scams. So, you know, I found it very difficult that people would invest this way. But also, you know, like if you think of it logically, like everybody is so scared of phishing and fraud and scams, just the stuff that's going on in the banks 
let alone when it comes to investments. So I think South Africans, for example, are at huge risk of this. I mean, if you think of how many people, you know, phone you and offer you a home loan and offer you a personal loan and, you know, they just randomly pick up your number. So I think that it it can really cater to people that are desperate, you know, households that are desperate to find a quick, you know, let's say a way out of their financial Whole. So that's also a little bit tricky when you think about it logically. Yes, I mean, people are after the quick fix, of course, especially during um, dire economic times, which unfortunately South Africa has been enduring for so long now. Point number two you make, Renee unregulated advice and influences. Now, it's unregulated. I do think that the social media platforms, the companies like X, which was formerly Twitter and, and TikTok, I think they should be more vigilant. I don't know how they can be so, but I do think there's got to be some more regulation. And maybe over the years, as they develop, uh, the same algorithms that produce all this stuff for people can also be used to filter out the rubbish. I don't know. But anyway, they're unregulated. That's your point. Yeah. And, you know, the bottom line is, would you take investment advice from Kim Kardashian? No. I wouldn't take any advice from Kim Kardashian, quite honestly. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, if she's on TikTok and Instagram and and she says, okay, buy the stock, then people are going to stupidly do that. And, you know, the same thing, you might take, you know, a share idea from Elon Musk. Maybe that's a little bit more prudent. But it doesn't cover you because you can be left high and dry and this poor advice can leave you out of pocket. So in my mind, um, you know, people should really not – be taking financial advice from from people like this and and platforms like this to a degree. You know, I'm all for, let's call it adverts on Instagram and following a reputable company like 91 or Alan Gray or Coronation or one of them. But when you're following Kim Kardashian and getting investment advice, not so much. I've seen a couple of Hollywood influencers making advertisements, uh, particularly since the advent of cryptocurrencies. And I thought to myself, I think, first of all, why are you doing it? You're getting millions of dollars for making uh, films, whether good or bad. And now you're doing this. I'm very, very sceptical of that. Just keep it to yourself. If you like cryptocurrencies, then just invest quietly. You don't have to tell us about it. And that makes me very, very suspicious. Finfluencers. And people are seduced by the cult of the celebrity, Renee. But anyway, let's move on to something else now. Financial scams on social media. And again, I have to talk about cryptocurrencies, but I don't want to be uh, selective and vindictive when it comes to that. But they're everywhere, all the time. Charles Ponzi started it in the 1920s, I think it was, but it continues today. I think nowadays with all the, you know, technology, you know, scammers can make themselves look very good and make themselves look very legitimate. You know, so it's it's easy for the untrained eye to be fooled. So, you know, I I think it's quite easy for these scammers to build, let's call it like an online brand that, that looks convincing. But the only advice I can give to people that are considering going this route is to do your homework and do your due diligence before thinking of anything like this. You know, if I look at it like, I meet with my clients face-to-face and on Teams and over the phone and, you know, all the normal routes. But the first person that my clients phone is me when they are unsettled about 
investments or markets or things like that. You know, and financial advice is not just investments alone. It's it's the emotional support. It's the psychological support. It's the the human factor, the X factor. And that is not even, you know, considering what we do in terms of estate planning, retirement planning, tax planning. Your robo-advisor is not going to put you in a product that is tax suitable for you. It's not going to care if you've got a trust or who your beneficiaries are. They're not going to care, you know, with any personal aspects of your life. So I think we're a step away from this robo-advice. Yeah, I just don't I just don't think we, we're there yet. And I don't think, you know, robo-advice, for example, will take your risk profile in, into consideration, uh, conservative, moderate, and aggressive, and then try and use artificial intelligence to custom-make a portfolio. So you are going to be one person in a million that's got the same portfolio. And, you know, it goes back to that saying, everyone is risky until they're losing money, and then they're not risky anymore. So it's very tricky. You know, some clients that we deal with, we do our initial due diligence on them, and they fill out a risk profile questionnaire and the questionnaire comes out moderate or aggressive but then when you meet the client in person it's a totally different story they're actually conservative and very scared to lose money so I still believe the personal touches is, is very important and someone who is qualified it will always be important because, as you quite rightly say, you could be sitting down with somebody for 10 minutes and they say, right, I earn this amount of money. This is my age. These are my goals. This is my risk profile. These are my aspirations. This is what I need my money for. This is how much money I need. And so it goes on. And then after 10, 15 20 minutes or whatever, they say, oh, and by the way, I didn't tell you that this has happened. I've got a grandmother in a care home and uh, that needs to be sorted out as well. And that doesn't happen, as you quite rightly say, a robo-advisor, an AI advisor has a look at your profile. It's because it, it's it's so impersonal. Okay, number four, yeah. chasing trends can lead to losses. What do you mean by that? Okay, so basically, if you think of, there was a story I think it was in 2021, yeah. where basically um, that Robin Hood app, and, and don't quote me because I don't actually know the details okay. of, of the whole scheme, but basically it was a big thing on social media where tons of investors went to go and buy in a share called GameStop. Oh, yes, I remember. And basically yeah. it, pulled, it pushed the price of the stock to unreasonable highs that they couldn't, let's say, cover their bets. And people went in at a high and lost so much money. So it's basically, you know, you're chasing the latest trend. Um, and it, it can be tempting. But if something appears too good to be true, then it often is. And this is not really, I wouldn't say it really applies to, you know, mind-boggling, you know, let's call it heartbreaking losses. But, you know, a, an example like Bitcoin, where... If you didn't own Bitcoin, you were left behind. And we had clients comparing us to our returns to Bitcoin, okay? But then when the price of Bitcoin fell through the floor, we didn't hear anything about Bitcoin. Bitcoin has gone quiet now again. Hmm. So, you know, it's that same thing. You don't want to just chase something because everybody's talking about it at a bra or on social media or on TikTok. Um, and I think people can be very influenced by 
silly things like that. It's not to say maybe you shouldn't own um, a little bit of Bitcoin on the side, but to go invest all your your pensionable money in it, not so smart. So that's what I'm trying to get across. I no, guess. it's correct. You've got to achieve a balance and any risky asset has to be treated with a great deal of respect or even disrespect and just put a tiny percentage in until you know more about it. Your final point is AI and that's artificial intelligence which is the probably at the end of the year, it'll be voted the most used phrase of 2023. AI is going to revolutionize robo-advice. Now, AI, I think, is very good with some of its applications, but otherwise I think it's terribly, terribly dangerous. With financial services, after what you've said, or personal finance, rather, I think you're absolutely right. You need the tender touch. So, yeah, be very, very careful, Renee. Yeah, look, you know, just to end off, Lindsay, I'd like to say that I'm not against, let's call it artificial intelligence when it's in the back end, you know. So in other words, if fund managers or stockbrokers or, or, you know, people on the, on the quant side of fund management had to use artificial intelligence to, you know, look at the latest trends or to maybe, um, you know, sell things quicker than on the normal market, you know, you know, things like that, things that are actually like constructive towards fund management. I'm not against that at all, but I am sort of, you know, against like just robo advice and, and, and things like that for the time being, maybe it will, maybe it will evolve and it will get a lot more sophisticated, but I don't think your average retiring client is ready for that just yet and you know just to end off i yes. just want to say that you don't want to be invested like a million other people you want to be in a portfolio that is suited to you from a tax retirement personal point of view and you need someone that you can phone someone that understands your needs someone that can calm you down when you about to make an emotional decision and you can't replace that with a robo-advisor, in my opinion. No, I just scribbled that down earlier on, actually. You say the first thing that a person does when they need some advice or they're slightly um, mildly depressed about their investments because of world markets and uh, social media and, and everything else that's going on, they phone you. And that's testament to, you know, the value of a financial advisor like yourself, Renee. So well done. It's a good thing that you said. All right. Well, that's it, Renee. Thank you for your sage advice. As always, Renee Egar is from Brentus Wealth in Claremont in Cape Town. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentus Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.